Hello everyone and welcome back to Awaken and Empower. Thank you for being here and tuning in today. I hope June is treating you well so far and that the sun is shining wherever you are while I'm recording this right now. It's kind of a gray, rainy day here, but it's been sunny for most of the days, so I'm thankful for that. (laughs) And I must say, June has been pretty sweet for me so far. I've been carrying my new intentions with me and following a new routine and giving myself lots of space to rest and play, which is what I talked about in last week's episode. I shared that I really want to include more rest and play into my daily life, and I feel like I've done that so far. Last week, I went on a solo nature hike, my first one of the year, so that was great. I found a lot of calm and inner peace just out in the woods by myself. (laughs) And tomorrow, so the day after I'm recording this, I'm going for another hike, but this time with one of my closest friends, so I'm excited for that. I've also been reading outside a lot on my back deck. Um, I started a coloring book, which has been fun. I haven't colored since like grade school, so that's been a fun thing to work on. Tonight, I'm going to try a new recipe and make some chicken pot pie for me and my family for dinner. I also started a 30-day yoga journey, so I've been doing yoga every day and following these daily videos that I found on YouTube. And I've also been spending time with my family, going for drives on the weekends and hanging out by our pool and just spending time together and relaxing and having fun. I also went on a couple bike rides uh, with my sister and my friends, which is one of my favorite ways to move my body in the summer. I love going for bike rides. And I've also been dedicating time to stillness and meditation and just lounging around and relaxing. But something I forgot to mention last week when I was talking about my favorite ways to play was board games. I can't believe that slipped my mind because that is literally one of my favorite ways to play. And it's a big part of my family life. We've always loved to play board games together. Me and my boyfriend love to play board games together. So yeah, board games are a great way to bring some play into your life and also to connect with the people you love and spend time with them and just have some fun with some healthy competition too. (laughs) But yeah, overall, I feel like I'm definitely putting more of my energy and attention to resting and playing and it feels great. I'm really thankful that I have the space and the time to do that. And I'm already starting to feel refreshed and rejuvenated and excited for the rest of the summer. And carrying on with our theme of more lighthearted topics for this month, today I want to talk about something that is a big part of my life, something that I believe we all have access to, something that really just brings meaning and joy and passion to life, and that is creativity. Today, we're going to be diving into unlocking your creativity and ways that you can inspire yourself. And I'm really excited to talk about this because it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And I hope that what I share today maybe inspires you to strengthen your connection with your creativity somehow. So what is creativity? 
According to dictionary definitions that I found on Google, uh, dictionaries define creativity as the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. And my definition of creativity is making something out of nothing or enhancing something that's already there. It doesn't have to be related to the arts in any way, which is how we traditionally think of creativity and understandably so. Creativity is just simply making something out of nothing or enhancing something that already exists. So creativity can be writing, painting, drawing, um, music, podcasting, cooking, clothing design. Having a baby is an act of creation. One of the biggest acts of creation anyone can ever do. Um, Interior design is creation. Organization can be creation. Writing a business report writing speeches, social media posts are an expression of creativity, inventions and innovations, um, baking, dancing, all these things are acts of creativity. Creativity is one of those things that gives meaning to life and connects you to your truest self. It's an expression of who you are and your place in this world. And it's a way to share your truth and create community and connect with others. Creativity really is the spice of life. Whether you're creating a hit song or writing poetry alone in your room or coming up with the design for a building or simply making dinner for your family. It's all connected to your creativity and it's a really beautiful thing. And I believe that every single human being is creative at their core you're probably using your creativity in ways that you may not see as traditionally creative but you're constantly creating even in ways you may not even notice like in every moment you're creating an energy space emanating from you and around you and that energy space impacts everyone you encounter and interact with Now, that's more of a spiritual way of looking at it, but it's true that we can create things that we can't always necessarily see just by simply being ourselves and creating a presence about us. So you don't have to necessarily be able to see your creations, but you can feel them. And if humans didn't create, we'd have nothing in this world. Well, maybe not nothing. We'd have nature and environment and natural stuff and thinking about it, the natural world would probably be better off without the exploitation we humans put upon it, but that's another discussion entirely. (laughs) My point is that everything around you is a creation in some way, and a lot of it was made by people. Like right now, I'm in my room sitting at my desk, and this desk was made by people, and it was probably designed by people, and even further than that, that design came from a moment of creativity. Same with everything else in my room. It was all created by people. And everything around you right now, wherever you are, a vast majority of it came from acts of creativity. So yeah, a lot of our world came from people who had an idea, people who felt inspired or called to something, people who made something out of nothing or enhanced something that already exists. We all have this creative muscle Some of us just use it or are more aware of it than others, but we all have it. You can always connect or reconnect with this part of yourself if you want to, and you can do it in ways that feel good to you. There's no one way to be creative or to flex your creative muscle. You don't have to sit down with paints or 
take out your journal and write a short story or create a dance routine. You can definitely do those things if you want to, but if the more traditionally creative, artistic ways of creatively expressing yourself aren't your thing, then think of other ways that you can kind of unlock your creativity and connect with this part of yourself. And it's okay if this part of you has laid dormant for a while, maybe you haven't paid a lot of attention to it lately or for years, that's totally okay. Don't beat yourself up for that because, you know, there is a lot of things in life that kind of prevent us from always paying attention to this part of our life and I'm aware that not everyone is as aware of their creativity as much as I am. I mean, it's part of my everyday life, but I know it's not for everyone else. So just think about maybe when was the last time you felt creative. Think about if you want to bring more creativity into your life and kind of reflect on how you might go about doing that. Inspiration is everywhere. Creativity lives inside all of us. And you can bring creativity to just about everything you do, even the mundane things. You can bring creativity to how you organize your kitchen, how you get dressed in the morning, how you play with your pets. You can bring creativity to your routines and schedules and even your work tasks. If you really want to, you can infuse your creative spirit in anything and everything. Just be open to it. Use your imagination. Connect with your younger self or your inner child. We all used to be imaginative little children who created worlds with our toys. <laughs> Remember when you were a kid and you had this wild imagination and you would use that imagination when playing with your dolls or your cars or whatever you used to play with. I remember when I was younger, I would spend hours with my friends or with my sister just creating these worlds with our toys and coming up with stories like wild really intricate stories and acting them out with the things that we played with and we didn't always necessarily need things to enact our creative expression we just created worlds wherever we went that's just what kids do they have these wild imaginations and it's a beautiful thing kids are such good role models of imagination and inspiration and creativity they carry it with them wherever they go they've just got it figured out because they haven't yet given into the conditioning our society puts us through so see the inspiration in the everyday even the small things you can find inspiration anywhere if you're just open enough to notice it and unfortunately, creativity isn't valued as much as it could be in society. Like I said, kids have it figured out because they haven't, you know, given into the conditioning that we all go through as humans. And it's unfortunate that some creative arts are seen as impractical or a waste of time and money. And some artists and creatives are criticized for living their life in a way that aligns with their creativity. But this is just because they're not conforming to what society and institutions and capitalism is telling them they should be. Just because something isn't practical or logical or traditionally productive does not make it any less valuable. And so much of our society is run by this arbitrary notion of what valuable even means. Everything is just clouded over with this narrative that our actions must serve a purpose and that purpose must be profitable. But screw that noise. <laughs> a lot of creativity just doesn't align with that. Your creative expressions don't have to be monetizable. You can just do it 
for fun. So being creative can also be an act of political resistance in a way. Living a creative life outside of the norm is an act of resistance and self-preservation in this world that treats people more like machines than humans most of the time. And you don't have to live completely out of the norm or completely creatively to partake in this act of political resistance. Even just you dedicating time to anything creative that you're not going to try to profit from, you're just doing it because it brings you joy, that's an act of resistance. That's an act against the capitalist system you probably live in. Your creativity doesn't have to have an end goal and it doesn't have to be monetized. You can just do it because it brings you joy. I so admire people who create a life based on creativity and art and inspiration outside of the norm of how most of us were raised to believe success looks like. So yeah, I just wanted to point all that out too because I think it's really unfortunate that creativity is often not valued as much as productivity because think about it, if we didn't have people who value creativity then we wouldn't have movies or songs or the appliances in our home or technology or museums or art. You wouldn't have a cell phone or a TV or electricity. All of the inventions we take for granted in our daily life started from a place of creativity. And yes, a lot of it was monetized and commercialized and all of that, but it still came from this pure place of a seed of inspiration that blossomed into an idea that eventually turned into something that didn't used to exist. And I think that's pretty special. And that just proves, too, that our world needs creativity. We need to create space for creativity in our lives. Because there's lots of benefits for society, but also just for individuals, too. And there are so many reasons why we need creativity. Creativity is what fuels invention in this world. And we need certain inventions to survive and thrive as humans. We need inventions to coincide with the changing times and allow us to adapt to how the world is changing and all of that stuff. Our world runs on innovation and adaptability and new forms of thinking and creating so that we can continue to create a livable life. So on the grand scale, there's a lot to be said for the benefits of creativity and why we as a collective need it. Without creativity, there would be no progression in a way. We just stay stuck and stagnant in one way of living. We wouldn't have all these things that we have today if we stayed in the way that people used to live hundreds of years ago. So creativity really helps with innovation and adaptability and the progression of the human race and contributes to our ability to create a world that is habitable for us as humans. And there's also so many benefits of being creative for individuals too. It brings meaning to your life and allows you to express yourself and have fun and share your truth. You can also experience the immense satisfaction of making something out of nothing or enhancing something that's already there whether that's perfecting your cookie recipe or starting a business there is no act of creation too small it all matters creativity can also help you feel connected to something bigger in life a higher power a broader perspective a fuller understanding of yourself and it's a means of helping and inspiring others your creations 
are for you. They come from you. They originate from within you. But they also have immense power to impact the lives of others in beautiful and useful ways. There are just so many benefits to creativity. Even just talking about it fills me up with this feeling which feels something like elation, expansiveness, hopefulness, excitement, joy. There's just so much that creativity can bring to our lives as individuals and as a collective. And I'm just a firm believer in the place of creativity in our lives. And I think it's important for us to pay more attention to it and bring it into our lives as much as we can and allow space for in our society. Because without it, we wouldn't be where we are today. So with all that said, if you're wanting to bring more creativity in your life or unlock your creativity and just reconnect with this part of yourself... I've got some tips for you. (laughs) And of course, with everything that I share in this podcast, all the advice that I give and tips that I share, I always disclaim that you got to do what feels best for you. I can sit here and give all the tips in the world, but it won't mean anything if it doesn't feel good for you. So you can definitely try all these things out and see how it resonates with you. But if it doesn't resonate, move on and try something else. You're only going to get the most benefits if you... Allow yourself to experiment and tune into yourself each time you try something and ask yourself, does this really feel right for me? Am I doing this because I think I should or am I doing it because it feels good to me? So yeah, I just always want to make that disclaimer because I would never want to tell someone what to do. That just wouldn't have as much of a lasting impact as you figuring out what works best for you and following that. So with that said, Some of my best, I guess, tips or piece of advice that I'd like to share that may help you unlock your creativity are as follows. (laughs) The first is to find stillness. Make space for stillness in your life. I feel like when we're just running through our days, checking off things in our to-do list, that's not really conducive to creativity. But when you set aside time to just be still whether that's in meditation or just sitting down to take a breather or lying in your bed at the end of the day just find some stillness in your life and and see what comes up within you you can also take in inspiring content this is kind of a tricky one because at least for me sometimes i take in too much content like i read i read a lot and i listen to a lot of podcasts and i watch a lot of tv shows and i love taking in inspiring content but taking in too much can sometimes take me away from what i actually want to create so i think there has to be a balance between what you take in and what you put out right so it's great to take in inspiring content and look to people who inspire you and see what they're doing and just take in messages from around you that's a beautiful thing and it can be really inspiring but then just be wary of balancing that with your own output and kind of reining it back in and checking in with yourself instead of falling into the trap of doing things because it's what other people are doing also if you're trying to be creative don't force it creativity cannot be forced The truest expression of creativity comes from flow and just allowing what wants to emerge to emerge. Time and time again, I find myself trying to force my creativity, you know, because I need to 
write something for my email list or I need to make a social media post or I need to create for this podcast. Sometimes I do find myself creating just because I feel like I need to put something out there at by a certain date. And I have to catch myself in those moments and remind myself that the best form of my creativity is going to come from a place of flow and not from force. So just be wary of that in yourself too, especially if you are trying to, you know, create a presence for yourself online or write a book or start a business or put yourself out there in any way that requires you to be creative on a more consistent basis. It takes some experimenting to figure out a balance between force and flow and kind of recognizing when you feel like you're forcing things and figuring out ways to bring yourself back into a place of flow. Also, allow yourself to take breaks. That kind of ties into the force and flow thing. If you're just forcing yourself to create and not allowing yourself the gift of taking a break and taking a step back, chances are what you create might not be exactly what you want it to be. That's something I've had to work on myself as well, (laughs) knowing when to take a step away and take a break, take a breather, not force myself to do things just because I think I should Because usually those breaks lead to a lot of realizations and just a renewed sense of creativity. You can also create an inspiring space around you. Your environment plays a big role in your creativity. So if you have a lot of clutter around you or a lot of mess and that feels really distracting to you, that probably isn't the best environment to be creative in. Maybe it is for you. Maybe clutter actually helps you feel more creative and that's great too. So again, it takes some experimenting to find out what space helps you feel most creative. Is it your desk in your bedroom like it is for me? Is it in your family room on your couch? Is it in the bathroom? I don't know. It could be anywhere. It could be outside. It could be inside. It could be literally anywhere. It takes a little experimenting to find out how to cater your external environment to benefit your creativity. Also, to unlock your creativity, I encourage you to be open to the process and dare to see what comes up. I've experienced, for me at least, that creativity just can't be predicted sometimes and it it, it takes a lot of trust and faith that what is meant to come up will come up. So... Be open to the process, trust it, and just see what happens. Also, if you're wanting to inspire yourself, just notice life. Notice yourself. Be witness to what's happening around you and within you. Become the observer. So much creativity and inspiration can come from just being here now, noticing life. Like I said before, inspiration is all around you. And it can be so easy to just bypass a lot of it, you know, in the rush and the hustle and bustle of life. We've all got a lot of stuff going on. And so it takes a conscious commitment to kind of slow down a bit and notice what's around you. Notice what's coming up within you. And that noticing, that observing and witnessing can lead to a lot of creative and inspirational things to come up within you. So be present and notice and also allow it to flow. Like I said before, creativity doesn't come from force. It comes from flow. So whatever comes up, allow it to flow and just notice that. Notice your creative impulses. 
and take the pressure off. This kind of relates too to the force and flow. With pressure and force, your creativity and your inspiration just won't be as authentic. So just be and play around. Don't be afraid to get messy. That's another big one. Don't be afraid to get messy. Don't be afraid to make mistakes or have to start over or change your mind a bunch of times. Creativity is not meant to be so perfect. If you bring perfectionism to your creativity, that's just going to cause a whole other set of problems. I mean, perfectionism itself is a is a whole other topic I won't get into, but it can be a huge buzzkill to your creativity. So if you are a perfectionist or you notice those tendencies in yourself, be aware of them. Don't beat yourself up over them or be hard on yourself because it's totally normal to feel these things. Just become aware and try to release yourself from that so that your creativity can truly flourish because your creativity and your inspiration can't thrive if you're trying to keep it in this box of perfectionism and try to be perfect all the time because creativity requires you to get messy and make mistakes and it might take a little bit of time to get comfortable with that. <laughs> you gotta be able to show yourself compassion. Self-compassion will help you get comfortable with making mistakes and getting messy. So tap into your self-compassion, give yourself grace and that'll do wonders for your creativity and your creative flow. Also, to unlock your creativity and inspire yourself, you can connect with something bigger than you or some higher power. This doesn't have to be religious or spiritual or anything like that. If you don't resonate with that, I totally get it. But I think everyone can kind of realize that there's a bigger perspective you can take on. There's a way for you to kind of lift yourself up off the ground and the small things of life, to look at life in a bigger way or just connect to something bigger than you, a bigger force, a higher power, whatever that is for you, just a broader perspective to kind of give you a bird's eye view of, of life instead of being down in the dumps of it and getting caught up in the little things because that bird's eye view is what's going to help fuel your creativity and bring you a stronger sense of inspiration. Allow yourself to be in awe of life. That's kind of one of my other intentions for this month and going forward. I want to allow myself to be in awe of life because life is something to be in awe of. It's a freaking miracle that you're here right now walking this earth. Your soul has taken your human body form and you're experiencing life in this time, you're listening to this podcast, you're doing whatever you're doing, you're making a place for yourself in this world, and that's that's a miracle, that's something to be in awe of. Everything around us is something to be in awe of, like I'm looking out my window right now at the trees in front of my house, like trees are something to be in awe of. There's so much wisdom in them, there's so much life and we just take them for granted. You know, we pass them by on the street or they're outside our houses and they're just trees. But if you allow yourself to be in awe of trees, you realize that they actually have a really important place in this world and this life. So I don't know if that's making any sense, but what I'm saying is allow yourself to take a step back and notice the beauty of life. Even the things you take for granted or especially the things you take for granted and the mundane things that you kind of just pass by every day. If you allow yourself to notice in a way that brings you a sense of awe and a, 
a feeling that you can't really describe a sense of connection or transcendence in a way i guess that can be fuel for some really potent creativity and inspiration also to unlock your creativity and inspire yourself and use your creative muscle follow your nudges if something within you is telling you to make something or do something or or create something follow that even if it doesn't make sense receive the messages around you and within you and don't try to make sense of them or justify them or apologize for them because some things just aren't meant to be made sense of you just gotta trust and follow it and see what happens so those are some of my tips on how to unlock your creativity and inspire yourself i hope they were helpful i encourage you to try out the ones that feel the best to you just upon first hearing them and you know like i said before experiment and try them out and see what feels good and dare to see what happens when you try these things and get creative with the ways that you try to unlock your creativity and inspire yourself i also want to recommend a book that might be helpful for you it was super helpful for me and i think it's one of the best books out there on creativity and that book is big magic by elizabeth gilbert and you might know elizabeth gilbert as the author of eat pray love that's what she's most known for she has a lot of other books though and she's seriously one of my favorite writers i am currently trying to get through all of her books and i'm just loving each one that i read and i read big magic while i was in university and it's kind of funny the way i found out about it actually i was in a coffee shop with one of my university friends one of my classmates and we were working on a writing project that we were doing for one of our classes and there was a guy at a table beside us and i guess he overheard what we were talking about you know about our writing and what we were working on and he turned to us and he told us about this book that he read big magic by elizabeth gilbert and he just wanted to tell us about it because he thought it would be helpful for us and what we were working on and i don't know it was just a very magical moment of a kind stranger making a recommendation just upon what he overheard us talking about and it was really special and i'm glad that that moment happened because it brought me to this book big magic that really changed how i looked at my creativity and you know i read it a few years ago so i don't remember everything about the book and i kind of want to read it again I'm, i'm looking at it right now and just holding it is kind of stirring something in me it's such a brightly colored book it's really beautifully designed and the subtitle of the book is creative living beyond fear this book is really about creative living it's not just for people who are artists it's really for anyone who wants to live creatively and in more connection with your creativity and like i said i read it a while ago but i think it's one of the best books you'll ever read if you really want to connect with your creativity I'll just read the back to you because I think the little passage on the back is really, really special. So on the back of the book, it says, Creativity is sacred, and it is not sacred. What we make matters enormously, and it doesn't matter at all. We toil alone, and we are accompanied by spirits. We are terrified, and we are brave. Art is a crushing chore and a wonderful privilege. The work wants to be made, And it wants to be made through you. That's just beautiful. And yeah, all of everything Elizabeth Gilbert writes is 
it just hits my soul. So I really recommend this book. Um, I'm just reading the synopsis here. And the synopsis says that Elizabeth asks us to embrace our curiosity and let go of needless suffering. She shows us how to tackle what we most love and how to face down what we most fear. She discusses the attitudes, approaches, and habits we need in order to live our most creative lives. Balancing between soulful spirituality and cheerful pragmatism, she encourages us to uncover the strange jewels that are hidden within each of us. Whether we long to write a book, make art, find new ways to address challenges in our work, embark on a dream long deferred, or simply infuse our everyday lives with more mindfulness and passion, Big Magic cracks open a world of wonder and joy. It sure does. <laughs> so if you're looking for a book to really inspire your creativity, I highly recommend this one. I really feel like I need to reread it because... I'm in just such a different place with my creativity now compared to when I first read it. I feel like I'm in more connection with my creativity, so it'd be interesting to reread this and see what comes up. But I loved this book so much that I have a quote from it pinned up on my one of my closet doors. <laughs> one of my closet doors is covered in quotes that have inspired me, and one of them came from this book. And that quote says, The universe buries strange jewels deep within us all and then stands back to see if we can find them. The hunt to uncover those jewels, that's creative living. The courage to go on that hunt in the first place, that's what separates a mundane existence from a more enchanted one. The often surprising results of that hunt, that's what I call big magic. Ah, <sighs> it's beautiful. <laughs> so if you want some big magic in your life, pick up this book. I'll put a link to it in the show notes to make it super easy for you to check it out because, yeah, I just really believe in the value of this book and everything Elizabeth Gilbert writes. <laughs> like I said before, creativity is a big part of my life and it has been for most of my life. I've always loved writing. I wanted to be a writer when I was younger. I studied writing in university. I thought I would be working in writing or editing or publishing when I got out of school and now it's a big part of my work. I write every day for what I do. I also love reading. And like I said, I studied literature and writing in school. Creativity is just really important to me. And not just in terms of my work or the more traditional forms of creation that I partake in, but also just in the way that I live. I think creativity is inherently spiritual and it connects me to myself. It helps me listen to myself and be open to the creative messages I receive. I believe to express yourself creatively is an act of courage and connection and vulnerability and passion. It helps you leave a mark on this world. I feel like it's one of those things I do that solidifies me as a human. It makes me more than temporary. I have stacks of journals I've filled with my writing and thoughts and feelings since I was in grade school, and they're almost like proof of my existence. <laughs> and I can always go back to them and fall back into those memories, those hard times, those times of love and confusion and excitement and pain and everything that brought me here today. And everything I create for my business, Living Embrace, and for my work and this podcast, it's all an expression of my creativity. It's things I made out of nothing, and now they're out in the world for people to pay attention to if they choose to. Bringing my creations out of my mind and soul and into the world allows me to take up space, to 
grant myself the privilege of being heard and seen and to share my gifts with the world. And I'm far less critical now of my creations compared to when I was in school. And to be honest, I feel like my university experience kind of messed me up in terms of my creativity just because, you know, I was studying English and professional writing, so everything I would create for my classes, it was to get a grade or to be evaluated or to get feedback on my writing. So it was always a means to an end in a way. And I feel like I really internalized that and kind of fell into this habit of just writing as a means to an end, to get a grade, to get feedback, whatever, to try to get published in publications at school or for a contest or whatever. And I kind of stopped writing just for me. And even though I felt a sort of connection to what I created for my classes, especially my professional writing classes, because we mainly wrote creative nonfiction, so real life stories with a creative narrative spin on it, as much as I enjoyed those classes and creating for that, I feel like I was still writing to please my teacher or please my classmates or meet the requirements of the publication I was applying to. And that kind of silenced my authentic voice. I lost my authentic voice. And I would just get so caught up in dealing with the criticism I would get. And it wasn't always like negative criticism. It was constructive criticism, but it was still criticism. And it would make me question what I was doing. And yeah, I just ended up creating, not for me, but for a lot of things outside of me. And I, I, lost, I lost my voice and it took me a while to find my voice again. It was really during that year and a half after I graduated where I, you know, lost connection with myself. I think one of the ways that I regained that connection to myself was through writing and finding my voice again and kind of releasing myself of the type of writing I was doing for school because even though, you know, that writing served me at that time in my life and I did achieve, you know, good grades and I got published and all that stuff, it just wasn't true to me. And once I started writing true to me, everything just felt so much more aligned. I felt so much more connected to myself. And I really feel like I reached a place where everything that I write now, you know, everything that's written on my website or that I write to my email list or for social media or for this podcast, everything I write and create comes from that place of authenticity instead of a place of I have to write this way in order to please someone or to achieve a result. And that's been really freeing for me, really liberating because Looking back now, I was just so trapped when I was in school and I didn't even realize how trapped I was because I was just doing what I thought was expected of me. I was being a good student, but, you know, being a good student was nothing compared to how I feel now and with my creativity. And um, I'm just really glad that I figured out how to release myself from that and really find my voice. Because since I've broken free of the structures that confined my writing in school, I found my truest voice, the truest essence of my voice, not the voice that I use to get a good grade or get published or receive praise. I create from my soul now. I create with abandon and trust and an inner knowing that as long as I show up as my true self, my creations will be beautiful. Maybe not to everyone, but to me. And that's the most important thing. If what you create isn't beautiful or important to you, what's the point? 
Creating something you're proud of is such an amazing feeling and receiving love for your creations from the outside world is just the cherry on top. The foundation is that you believe what you're creating is valuable, it's important, and it means something to you. Being creative is doing a service to yourself and to the world. Your creations need to be birthed. You can shine your light into the world. In my eyes, there's nothing better than dedicating your time and energy to something, bringing it to completion, looking at it and saying, I made that. It's freaking magical and it's needed. You know, I still have moments where I look at my website or I see my podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and I have a moment of like, holy crap, I made that. I made this out of nothing. And I think granting ourselves that moment of pride and accomplishment and connection with our gifts is so important. It's an important part of the creative process to look at what you've created and kind of just celebrate it, revel in it, be there with it and be like, yes, I made this. This came from me. Where there once was nothing, there is now something because of my energy and my time and my spirit. I made this. That is some powerful stuff. Your creations are needed, not just for you, but for everyone who will have the privilege of seeing your creations. So if you're feeling called to be creative or this episode sparked something in you, find what you want to make. Do what feels good and let your creations greet the world. Share your gifts, whatever they are. There's people out there who are just waiting for the thing that only you can create. And you are always worthy of dedicating your time and energy to flexing your creative muscle and seeking inspiration in life. Notice how creation and creativity shows up in your everyday life. Discover how you want to express yourself creatively and just do it. Get messy, make mistakes, change your mind a million times, but just do it and embrace the process and dare to see where your creative journey takes you. I just love talking about creativity. I could keep going on, but I've already been talking for a while, so I'll end it there. But I really hope this episode kind of helped you tap into that side of you because like I kept saying, we all have this within us. And you're always capable of becoming more aware of this part of yourself and unlocking your creativity and inspiring yourself. And there's so much beauty that comes with that. I think it's such a privilege that we get the opportunity to create and to bring our visions to life. You know, it's a beautiful thing to have this vision in our head, to think of something and then dedicate yourself to bringing it to life, making it, creating it. It's just a very beautiful thing and we all have this privilege. So if you're wanting to do that, I encourage you to follow that nudge and just see what happens. And that brings us to the end of the episode. If you have any thoughts on this topic or you just want to chat about creativity, I would love to connect with you. You can always reach me at my email, which is shaylanivany at livingembrace.ca. You can also use the contact me page on my website which is livingembrace.ca. And you can also find me on Instagram at living.embrace. And yeah, I'd just love to hear from you and chat with you about this topic or any of the other topics we've talked about on the podcast. Or if you have any ideas for future episodes, I'd love to hear from you. 
And also, if you're ever wanting support, my coaching services are always available to you. You can always reach out to me to schedule a free coaching conversation just to get a feel for what coaching is and what it might bring to your life. And yeah, I think, you know, that two-hour free coaching conversation that I offer is just a really a really good way for you to experience the power of coaching for yourself and see how it might impact you and your life and what you could bring to your life through the power of coaching. Because like I've said before, I can sit here all day and talk about how amazing coaching is because it is truly amazing, but you're not going to fully believe me or understand it unless you experience it for yourself. So that's why I offer this free session. It's completely no obligation, no pressure. You don't have to sign up for paid coaching after. I really do just offer this session so that you can see for yourself what coaching is and what it can bring to your life and how it might help you in your own self-development and self-empowerment journey. So reach out to me if you're interested in that. And yeah, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and spending your time here with me. I hope you got something out of this episode. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light and creative vibes. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.